It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. And welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmarakarpel.com and now also on Apple Podcasts. And today is Sunday, May 17th, and I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell and I'm coming to you live from isolation <laughs> in beautiful Austin, Texas, and I hope that you are all staying safe wherever you are. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us to make the show run smoothly as usual. And we have another great program in store for you. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined by family sociologist, teen and parent communication coach, often referred to as the teen and parent relationship whisperer and best-selling author of How to Raise Respectful Parents, Better Communication Tips for Teen and Parent Relationships, Laura Lyles-Regan. And she joins us from South Padre Island to discuss the issues encountered for grandparents raising grandchildren and special issues related to the current pandemic and teens. And also joining us from South Padre Island, uh, International Sand Sculpture Champion and close friend Lucinda Wierenga, a.k.a. Sandy Feet, will tell us about all of the changes that are taking place right now on the vacation destination South Padre Island during this crazy time. (laughs) And along the way, I'll be discussing the issue of finding meaning, finding passion in the midst of a pandemic. And as usual, throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or from my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests. And my email address is Dr. Mara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can hear this evening's program again after the program by going to my website, and the link to the podcast to the show will be posted later tonight along with all of the website links given by my guests on the program. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And you can also listen on Apple Podcasts. And the link to my page on Apple Podcasts is also on my website, drmaricarpell.com. And for information from previous programs, and to read my blogs and find out about my book and everything else uh, related to this show and, and my book and my blog, go to my website. It's a one-stop shop, drmaricarpel.com. And for information about 
future programs, um, you can follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. And you can hear all of the previous podcasts for the last six years plus by going to blogtalkradio.com slash Your Golden Years. And also all of the podcasts since we've been on Blog Talk Radio are now on Apple Podcasts. So if that's easier for you, you can listen that way to any one of the programs in the last six years. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And we're going to take a brief break. Um, it's going to be very brief, so don't go anywhere because we're going to be back soon, and we're going to be joined right here on the phone by family sociologist, teen and parent communication coach, and author of How to Raise Respectful Parents. Um, Laura Lyles Regan is joining us from South Padre Island, and she's going to talk about teens and grandparents and some unique issues right now uh, with this pandemic and living in isolation. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from South Padre Island, family sociologist, teen and parent relationship whisperer, and best-selling <laughs> author of How to Raise Respectful Parents, we have Laura Lyle-Regan. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Dr. Mara. I am thrilled to be here from the sunny island. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you on the program. I think this is a really important topic, especially during this very unique time. Um, I just want to remind you, just um, just so you know, there's a slight delay when we talk to know that. Keep it in mind. Sure. So, thank you. So, yeah, so Laura, maybe before we jump into this topic, you can give us a little bit about your background. Uh, sure. Uh, probably I'm uh, joining the new ranks of grandparenthood would be the most important thing for some of your audience to know. Um, yeah, we'll have our first baby in August, so that's exciting. Um, Yay. I am a sociologist by training, and so relationships and the dynamics of relationships, how we um, position ourselves in culture is different, is the way that I look at the teen and parent 
and teen and grandparent relationship, um, meaning that uh, we have, you know, a teen culture and an adult culture, and sometimes that generation gap uh, gets the best of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, one of the things that our social science tells us, though, is that grandparents being involved in the lives of teens has a profound uh, influence over their trajectory, meaning uh, that source of unconditional love, that source of identity coming from grandparents is so important to uh, who the teen views themselves as and what they plan on doing, you know, who they uh, will eventually become. So. The more involved that grandparents can be in the lives of our adolescents, the better it is for the outcomes of that particular team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of research showing that it goes both ways, right? It's really, really good for grandparents to have involvement with their grandchildren, and it's really good for grandchildren. Absolutely. I know that, you know, we often talk about it from that grandparent side about health and vitality, but but the truth is the the legacy building, the it's leaving an imprint for the future is is so key because and so accessible these days, um, even with COVID nineteen, that um mm-hmm. it's it's an important part I think it's an important thing to look at is how uh connected we can be. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I'm glad that you I'm glad that you brought that up because I I think um I don't know, it's it, the the culture that we're in, this youth focused culture tends to ignore the the importance of grandparents um in in all different ways and and how important they are for for the grandchildren. So, I think that's you know, really important point that you bring up. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. And these days, you know, I I understand sometimes we have a generational barrier with technology, but we can be more connected than we ever have been, um, despite, you know, miles and distance and living in different towns and having a different pace of life because of te- technological availability. You know, we can have Zoom sessions and Apple FaceTime and Facebook Lives, Mm -hmm. if we set up a family group, you know, there's just all kinds of ways to be connected. And I think it's just really important that grandparents be learners, (laughs) you know, lifelong learners about technology and open themselves up to be students about it so that the teens can teach them how to use it and how to connect and and stay vitally involved with conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. In this case, the teens are the experts. And, and getting that going, right? Right. It's kind of fun to flip those roles, you know, and if we embrace it and, and be okay with uh, being students, it can be sort of fun. Yep, yep. Um, you know, my mom is in an assisted living in New York, and it's it's pretty isolated, right, because she's on lockdown, um, especially oh, sure. in the New York area. Um, so we've we've managed to do some FaceTime with her because she has some aides that come in that have, um, that have smartphones and Mm -hmm. we had just bought a gadget that she can attach to her TV set. And we're, you know, um, my brother 
knows technology. He he did all the the preliminary work, then dropped it off with an aide at her my mom's place, and then he's going to coach her through it. Um, she's very excited to be able to see oh, us on a, her big television, and and she's really excited that her grandchildren are going to be calling her and. And I know from what you're, you know, when you're talking them, they're beyond teens. They're already grown at this point, her grandchildren. But they always were so involved with their grandparents, all of four of their grandparents throughout their life. And she's their one living grandparent left. Mm. And they just really, you know, they even though they live far away, I mean, they live, one lives all the way on the opposite coast. Um they really treasure her. That's wonderful. So, yeah. And it's, it, yeah. it nourishes both parties, you know, it nourishes both generations um, to, mm-hmm. to be involved on that intimate level. Um, I just think it's such a gift. Um, I wanted to share a little bit about some communication tips because, you know, sometimes it feels awkward to get on on use technology and what do you say and what kind of things do you talk about, you know, uh-huh. that sometimes yeah, that would be, a, that would a be concern. great. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, one of the keys that has been helpful in my coaching has been the use of open-ended questions. And those are questions that you can ask that require elaboration. They don't, they can't just be answered with one word answers. If you think back, you know, to when you, uh, were a parent uh, of young adolescents, tweens and teens, um, sometimes you'd ask, you know, how'd school go today? And you'd get the, oh, fine. <laughs> and communication <laughs> would just kind of shut off there, you know. Or, um, you know, how's the boyfriend doing? Good. You know, and it would shut off. <laughs> so we want uh-huh. to avoid those kinds of pointed questions because they can be answered by uh, the adolescent with just one word. So open-ended questions invite more conversation, and it demonstrates that you're really interested in what the teen has to say. So something like, you know, tell me more about your favorite subject, or who do you mm-hmm. eat lunch with at the school cafeteria? Um, tell me about your best friend these days. You know, those kinds of, of uh, invitations and then questions about it tend to invite um, more elaboration about what's going on in the teen's life. And it helps you get inside of their world. You know, even things like video games. You know, if you've got a gamer kid that likes the electronics, you know, well, tell me what game you like the best and why you like it and what the what are the characters. And, you know, be willing to get inside of, of their lives. Thank you for that. Because... <laughs> You know, we have grandchildren that I, I speak to them on the phone and sometimes I, you know, I've come up with a question and they, and like, and they're not, you know, two of them are not even teenagers yet, but they still say, they still have the one word answers. Good. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. And Everything's the same. A lot of intimacy. <laughs> yeah. And intimacy right. is missing when that happens. Right. So. The intimacy, mm-hmm. I think, is really in the details, and it communicates much more than, um, you know, simply the answer to the question, but it says, I really care about your world, you know, and what's going on. If you've got a mm-hmm. kid that likes soccer or 
um, you know, you're about to have the the beach uh, sandcastle builders, you know, at the inquiry about that, uh, asking mm-hmm. about what would you like to do this summer and allow them to talk about uh, their thoughts about it. Um, those kinds of things are just really, really helpful. And it, it also shares with tweens and teens that there's a support network for them. You know, the, the mm-hmm. grandparents are there to help uh, support, particularly through this time of isolation. Right. Right. So, you know, what do you what do you suggest? I know that there are grandparents raising grandchildren, and are there unique issues with that? With um, being a grandparent raising a teenager, especially during this time where everybody's kind of stuck at home. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a tough one. I even have a family that I'm coaching right now through that. It's a grandparent that has adopted her her grandchild as her daughter. And um, mm-hmm. energy is certainly an issue, you know, um, keeping up with schedules and, um, you know, the structure of life, just mealtime and bedtime and uh, helping the team physically take care of themselves. Um, but also being engaging enough to help them work through what it, you know, what isolation might be for them. Because so many teens have electronics available to them. They're easily easily able to stay in their room most of the day, and they get kind of lost in that world. And so mm-hmm. um, I invite them to do the kinds of things that I'm even suggesting that we just did, you know, with the Zoom sessions or the phone calls, which is to ask open-ended questions, um, ask, you know, how they're feeling about things going on right now. Do they miss their friends? Are they staying in contact by phone or uh, FaceTime chat? Um, and then also we have the complicated issue of school, right? Uh, yeah. It might be really, really tough for them to uh, homeschool. And I think it's so important to be realistic about expectations and what we can and can't do. Um, you can make reminders and set up a structured time to do some uh, supervised homework, and by supervised, I just mean be in the same room uh, with adolescents because usually they can be self-guided, but it's also mm-hmm. okay to ask for help, you know, to say to the school or to um, other parents, hey, I'm having a tough time with this homeschooling thing. Uh, can we set up a, a Zoom session where they do something together with another teen uh, electronically and get some support that the grandparent might not have. Mm, that's a really good idea. I mean, I think a lot of parents and, you know, guardians or the grandparents or whoever it is taking care of the the kid, um, they feel sort of isolated, the, you know, in being able to do this. And I think it's a really good idea to be able to, you know, kind of have it like a classroom on Zoom. It sounds like right, that's what you're right. kind of suggesting. That's, I am suggesting that. Or even just a check-in, you know. How would you do that math page? <laughs> um, I, uh-huh. I got stuck, you know. Um, just a conversation about it can tend to unlock resources that, you know, you might not have thought of. And I think it's really important to not feel like it's all on you as the parent or grandparent. You know, that we're all in this together. This is happening in households across the nation. 
and and it's we have to reach out to one another. And thank goodness mm-hmm. we have the ability to do that electronically right now. Right. I mean, what would have happened if if we had if we were going through this, you know, like ten fifteen years ago? <laughs> it was exactly. it would be much more isolated. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the mental health depression, so, I'm afraid, would be you know doubly traumatic. Yes, I agree. So you know what I what I've been kind of thinking about is what, even though this is you know not a positive situation, um, there are things that we can create value from, right? Are there, have you noticed in, in some of your coaching that there are some unique positives that have come out of this in terms of relationships? Uh, yes, certainly more family time. You know, that's a wonderful mm-hmm. thing that because teen, teens tend to, you know, developmentally be into their own peer group at this time in their lives. And that's a good thing. Um, that's a positive thing that they want to Stay on electronics and stay connected to their friends is a good thing, and we need to support that. But it can also be overkill. Um, And the opportunity to relate uh, to a real human being is right there with the parent or grandparent, and it's not not with the friends. And so that creates the opportunity for family time. And sometimes that that can be, uh, you know, Frustrating because you get sick of looking at the same faces. <laughs> but it can also be sweet. You know, you can cook together. Uh, you can do board games. You can have uh, movie nights. You know, the things that we don't usually take time to do because life gets so busy um, can certainly be relished right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems like a, a good time to, you know, develop deeper relationships. I agree. With the people that you live with. <laughs> yeah, and also even and the, the people you don't live with. And the people that are with. going to be there for you when it matters, right? The, I mean, the people right. that you live with are the people that are going to be there for you, you know, that our our time is limited. So it's it's important to cherish those relationships that are, are the mm-hmm. loyal ones mm-hmm. in your life. It also seems like the people that you're choosing to connect with, you know, if you don't live with your grandparents, but you're choosing to connect with them on, you know, on a video chat can also be a way of deepening the relationship. I agree. I I was watching, you posted that video, didn't you, of the little girl who meets her grandfather from across the street? Wasn't that precious? That was so sweet. <laughs> the, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's a video that's gone viral. It's a little girl across the, who lives across the street from her grandparents, and every day, because of social distancing needs, they at least come to the street, and one's on the, each side of the street. You know, the, one, the girl's on one side of the street, and the grandpa's on the other, and they have a dance-off. Mm-hmm. So she plays some music and she dances first and then he dances in response and then she dances again and then he dances in response and it is the sweetest connection. So I think it's a wonderful thing that reminds us that, you know, it really doesn't have to be verbal. Uh, that so much of, of connectedness it can be nonverbal and just sharing things together, you know, like a meal, like yeah. a dance off, like, like um, 
you know, a movie. It's it's those are sweet connections as well. Mhm, mhm. And you know, it 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 we can be creative in how we connect with people, even if it's it's not the normal getting together. We can be creative and still be really close without being physically close. Yeah, and sometimes that's the most enriching thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. I think I commented to you that she was getting her grandpa into shape because it said <laughs> exactly. that he, the, 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 his daughter said that he didn't usually dance, you know, so now he was actually getting into good physical shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what grandparents will do for the grandkids. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, you know, in the few minutes left, can you talk a little bit about your book? Um, I was, I, you know, I was really struck when I opened the book and one of the first things I read was it said, do you ever feel as if you were an alien dropped down into a human family? <laughs> when you're talking right. to teenagers. I think so that is yeah. the universal experience of adolescence, right? <laughs> so how did I get here with these people? <laughs> I think that's the universal experience. Yes, the book, thanks for asking, is uh, basically what I wanted when I was a teen. It's uh, how to relate to adults in, and grow the communication skills that we need for uh, college life, work life later on, and how to help uh, get through those areas of conflict with our parents. So it's written to the teen, and the teen can become the ta- change agent in the relationship with the parent or grandparent. And at the end of each chapter is a sample conversation and an exercise that the parent and teen can do together. So it's really a love letter to uh, how to connect more deeply uh, and build relationships that we deserve between teens and um, adults. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, and It was a labor you know, of love. <laughs> um, and you're a coach with teens and their parents. Yes, um, and grandparents. Or grandparents. Uh, because, and grandparents. Because there are more grandparents raising um, grandchildren than probably we've ever had in Western culture. So uh, mm-hmm. I work with all of those generations. I've just released a course. It's called Turn Your Teen Around by Tuning Into Yourself. And it is an online course that uh, will come to your email and you do the worksheets and listen to the videos. And um, it's for the parent side. So the book is for the teen side and the course is for the parent side, but but we really want both to experience both opportunities to grow and learn. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's really important to have it for both because, you know, I think parents or grandparents might, look at their teen and say, how did I get this child that acts so strange, right? <laughs> <laughs> there was such a sweet infant, and then they grew into something else. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's so important to not take that um, those assertions of independence, I will say, diplomatically, uh, personally, you know, because that's all developmentally developmental that they need to go through that stage to be independent adults. They have to push off of us in order to do it. And 
sometimes that's painful to us as adults, but it is a necessary part of their growth. Mhm. Yeah, I do, you know, I do evaluations of, of veterans and um, very often I'll ask, you know, how do you get with your kids? <laughs> and the response has been frequently, well, I have a 16-year-old, so you can just imagine. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the answer to how do you get along with your kids. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a challenging time, but if we really make it about connection and not about control, it can be a really sweet time. Mm-hmm. So, so if if listeners are interested in finding out more about your book, how to purchase your book, um, or find out about the course or your coaching, um, how and and the other question is, do you do the coaching live or is it virtual? Can people be coached um, I do in other virtually. places. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I live in Texas, and I coach folks from New York and California and Houston, Texas, as well. So it's it's available all over the place, and we do it on a Zoom session. It is you know in the moment live, uh uh-huh. through Zoom. But um, you can find out more information, and I even offer a um, introductory phone call that's called a back on track assessment for parents and teens and that's all accessed through my website laura l reagan just like the formal president.com but make sure you put the middle initial in there laura l reagan.com okay great um i'm going to post that on my website a post about Uh, the show so so people can yeah so if people didn't have their pen and paper, they could just go there later and just click on it. Um, I would love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the program. Um, I I really enjoy the positive energy and talking about raising teens. <laughs> um, and congratulations on on soon becoming a grandparent. Oh, uh, thank you. I get to join the ranks. <laughs> exactly. I'm excited about it too. I'm excited too. And thank you so much for the invitation yeah. and um you know, helping us all live passionately. Yes. And let's stay in touch. I'd love to have you back on the show sometime in the future. Oh maybe wonderful. you could tell us about your experience of being a My grandmother. Of grandparenthood, right? What I yes. learned. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd be marvelous. All right. Well, you have a wonderful evening, and stay safe. Likewise. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. We're going to take a brief break. Um, Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. 
All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And before I talk about um, my topic and then uh, Lucinda Warenga will be on to talk about um, what's happening on Top Padre, um, I just wanted to give you a little bit of news. We're soon going to be having um, guests from near from Mexico, near Puerto Vallarta, Ruben and Minerva, and they'll be joining us to talk about what's happening in the in that region of Mexico for the expats that are living there. A lot of American and Canadian retirees have moved down to Mexico and particularly that region, the west coast of Mexico. And so, um, and um, they are going to be joining us pretty soon. We're going to start having them on the program to talk, give us a few minutes of what's happening down there. And so that that'll be an interesting little portion of the show. Okay. Um, the other news is I recently uh, published another blog in thriveglobal.com and in savannaeast.com. It's also on Medium. And you can find it if you go to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and look under blogs. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about it because I'm going to jump off from what I wrote in there to talk about um, finding passion and meaning during this time, uh, this very strange time that we're in. So the the title of that blog was there's a crack in the world lessons from a life well lived and it was it was inspired by a photograph of my dad that my brother sent me he had been going through some pictures and he found this photograph of my dad from the south pacific when he was serving in the south pacific in new guinea during world war 2 in the army air corps and apparently, I think it was around the time that my father was 20, 20-ish, um, which would have been about 20 years before I was born, because my dad was turning 40 when I was born. And um, it made me think about my father's life. I, I was going for a walk, and I was thinking about my dad's life and how he always talked about um, his time in World War II and he would talk about how he was living on borrowed time because there were a lot of near misses. Um, you know, anyone who, any any veteran of a war can tell you about near misses in their life that they, that they survived. And um, I think we've all had near misses in our lives, even if we haven't been to war. And, um, but it's pretty dramatic um, in those situations. And he always looked at it in a positive way that, you know, it might sound negative when you say I'm living on borrowed time, but he always saw it as a positive thing. Like, you know, hey, this is, you know, I've been given this extra time to live, so I'm going to enjoy it. And that was kind of how he always presented it, presented it. I'm living on borrowed time, so I'm going to enjoy it. And he even talked about, you know, how he was going to live, be 100. Um, he didn't quite make it. He, he passed at 93, but still 93 is a pretty good 
age. And, um, and that attitude even got him through some rough times as he got older. When he was almost 80, right before his 80th birthday, he had his first stroke. And, um, you know, they called it minor, but he was, he was not, he was in a wheelchair, you know, in rehab for a couple of weeks with not being able to walk or use his left leg or his left arm. Um, and it, it finally, it did resolve and he was able to walk and he got back most of his physical functioning um, pretty quickly. Um, but you would think that something like that would scare, scare someone. And I remember when I visited him soon after his stroke, he was smiling and he was joyful. And I asked him, you know, why are you so happy? You just had a stroke. We were all traumatized that he had a stroke. And he said to me, you know, I've always been living on borrowed time and I'm still here. So what, you know, what could be bad? I'm still here. And that was his attitude. That was his attitude from there on until you know, for the rest of his life. And I started thinking about, you know, where we are right now and how people are really stressing out and getting really upset about the situation that we're in. And I certainly have started, you know, have started to rethink what what I'm going to do next in my life because things have changed and the normal after this is not going to be the old normal. It will be a new normal. And we can't do, we probably won't be able to do all of the things that we planned on doing, at least for a while, um, if they involve being around large crowds of people and things of that sort. So it sort of changed my perspective and there are times where you can kind of feel like what is going on and what am I supposed to do but I thought about you know how I came along you know and my dad was 40 and my mom was 33 and back then that was considered 58 years ago that was considered kind of old for parents to have children now it's not but back then it was but I came along anyway and and here I am, and there must be a reason that I'm here. I have something to offer. And even if the way that I do it or the exact thing that I do is going to be different, it doesn't mean that I don't have something meaningful to offer. And I think that that's the case with all of us. I mean, the the the... The whole miracle of being here on this earth, being born, is pretty huge. There are so many things that are working against us um, to come into this world and to stay in this world. Um, that if we're here, if we're still here at this moment, then there must be something important that we need to do. And even if you don't look at it as, a, you know, in a spiritual way or that everything has a reason and, and I must be here to do something, we can create, I believe, really in creating value. I don't think, I don't, I'm not of the belief that everything that happens happens for a reason. I'm not of that belief. I think that sometimes things just happen. But we can 
turn it into a reason. We can create value. Just like I was talking about with um, with Laura Reagan, that even though this isn't, you know, uh, something we would choose, you know, to happen, to be in isolation, are there valuable things that can come out of it in our relationships with the people that we live with or even in our relationships with people that we miss seeing, that we can, we really know that we miss them and we find a way to connect with them even if we can't see them. And I think this is a really good time where the world has quieted down. We're not, even if people, um, the world is quieter. We're not running around and doing constantly busy, doing all the things that we feel like we're supposed to do. We're, we're home a lot of the time and our surroundings are quieter. It's just not as frantic as it was. And so we can use this time. We can create value by using this time to, to really listen to what our soul is telling us we need to do. Um, when Naomi Levy was on the program a couple of years ago, she, or a year, I think it was about two years ago, she talked about our soul's whispers. And how do we listen to our soul's whispers? How do we know what our soul, what our heart is telling us that we need to do next in our life? What will create meaning in our life? And one way of doing that is to get really quiet and maybe through meditation or walking in nature. And this is the perfect time for these things. Being around other people and talking all the time prevents us from listening to our soul's whispers. So right now when we're we're not able to see people very much, we can use this time to actually listen. And and finding meaning could be as simple as doing kind acts and doing things for other people. And this is a perfect time for that because there are many people who need help right now, whether it's through donating money or going shopping for a neighbor who can't shop for themselves because um, they're vulnerable. Um, they can't, they're, you know, they're not able to go out to the store because of being around people is too dangerous for them. Um, people are very isolated right now. We can use this time to make a point of connecting with them. So find your meaning right now. Use this time to figure out, to listen to what soul is telling you you need to do. And rather than looking at this as a negative thing, that you are having all of this quiet time to yourself, use this time to really listen to what your soul is telling you because you have a purpose. You're here. That means you have a purpose. Every one of us has a purpose. We all have something of value to bring into this world. All right. So I'm going to stop here and we're going to take a little break. Maybe Art's going to play a little music. And when we come back, 
We'll be joined from South Padre Island again. Our next guest is also on South Padre Island. And um, our next guest is the international sand sculpture champion and close friend, Lucinda Wiringa, who goes by the name Sandy Feet. And she'll be telling us what's happening down there on South Padre Island during this pandemic. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on Blog Talk Radio and on drmarakarpell.com. And we were just listening to the music of our producer, Art Mendoza, called South Padre Island, Texas. And so now our next guest is calling us from South Padre Island, Texas, as our previous guest was. This is the South Padre Night. Um, international sand sculpture artist and close friend Lucinda Waringa, aka Sandy Feet, joins us. Welcome, Lucinda. Hey, Dr. Mara. Good to good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Um, how is everything down there on South Padre? Well, it's pretty crazy. It's uh, a little bit like <clears throat> spring break. <laughs> Oh no! It's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people here. It's um, you know, schools are out and uh, kids been locked up for a while, and now they uh, are enjoying the beach. And thank goodness we have a lot of beach, so there's room to spread out. <clears throat> it's a little nerve wracking for me, anyways, to be in the in places where people gather. I've been avoiding that, but. Yeah. Sure. 
It's it's open. Sure. Are, We're open. <laughs> are, are people spreading out? Do you notice that people are actually spreading out? Yeah, I think on the beach, people are 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 kind of you know keeping distance from each other. So that's good. Um, I I don't feel qu- quite comfortable giving sandcastle lessons yet. Uh, I I know mm-hmm. some other people are are doing it, but. Um, I've been concentrating my efforts over at the Sandcastle Village, um, which is located like right under the Ferris wheel across from Louis. <clears throat> okay. In the, yeah, this is a, an ongoing project that we've been working on really since October last year. We uh, made it into a Christmas sculpture or a series of, of sculptures. And then uh, in February, we updated that to a series of Valentine sculptures. And we had a, a bunch of hearts with, you know, with love messages uh, carved into them. And we were in the process of updating it to spring break when, you know, the whole coronavirus thing hit. So we had to uh, pretty much shut it down for a month mm-hmm. or so. And so now we're back, and uh, the goal is to make it into a tribute to the class of 2020. So the oh, nice. uh, you know saluting our grads and um, Port Isabel Point Isabel High School um, has 138 students graduating this year. So our mm-hmm. goal is to get all their names on all those hearts left over from Valentine's Day, recarve them with the names of our local grads. And nice. uh, we were making really good progress on it until that storm came through yesterday morning. Oh, no. And, oh, no. Oh, it did a lot of damage. So oh, boy. Uh, we're, we're regrouping and we're going to go hit it again tomorrow. But, you know, it's just it's really hot out there right now. So Yeah. Uh, one of our grandsons is one of those grandsons. Yeah, one of our yes, grandsons. Jason. Jason's name yes. is is up there. Yeah, you must be very proud. Awesome. Let's yeah. send a picture. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Sarah has gotten a picture, so I think that's mm-hmm. one that survived the storm. It was on the right side oh, of good. the wall. So mm-hmm. yeah, but we do have a lot of recarving to do. But yeah, what else are we gonna so, do? <laughs> so, um, so you. You uh, create this sandcastle village, and then people can just come and walk around, and yeah, they can yeah, socially uh, distance and walk around at the same time. Right, <laughs> exactly. It's outside. Um, you know, if you see a crowd around there, then you just keep moving and come back in a little while. And we've had long periods of time when there's been hardly anybody around. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I think one of the one of the safer things that you can do and, and the sculptures, the ones that have been there for quite a while um, are pretty much impervious to the rain at this point. So they have survived. Um, We have a, a a baby Yoda that is very popular with all ages. (laughs) So So where exactly is it located? Where exactly is it It, located? It's um, right under the Ferris wheel, the new Ferris wheel that they have, um, that they built there, It's which is also okay. a very cool thing. It's like a vintage Ferris wheel, but um, right across the street from the very front of Louis' backyard. So, oh, okay. you know, there's a lot of uh, attractions right around there, a lot of places to eat, <clears throat> excuse me, and 
and some of the bars are now open as well. Um, you know, they have mm-hmm. 25% occupancy. And uh, the outdoor ones, of course, I think are a lot um, a lot safer, really. And they mm-hmm. almost all have outdoor spots. So, yeah, you can come and have a little cocktail and then take a stroll through the, through the Sandcastle Village. It's not like anything else, really, in the whole world, I think. Very nice. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's the advantage of South Padre Island is that there are most of the restaurants have outdoor, which is much right. safer. I don't think indoor dining is very safe right now, but outdoor, no. as long as you're sitting, you know, away from other tables. <laughs> right. You're not right yeah. up next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, uh, so yeah. So are there things that people can do at home that can be like building a sandcastle? Are there, you know, if they can't? Yes. Um, you know, a lot of people have uh, have uh, sandboxes, and mm-hmm. maybe they don't quite know what to do with them. And, uh, you know, they end up turning into the, the big kitty litter box, and that's not very fun to play in. But... Um, I think uh, a lot of the things that we do at the beach can carry over to sandbox play um, quite easily. And uh, I was even actually thinking about doing some little videos of, you know, things you can do in your sandbox with your kids that uh, don't require anything but some water. You know, you got to have water. Um, Not all sand is created equal, of course. So some... um, some of the sand you buy, like that's called kid sand or play sand, um, they've washed all mm-hmm. the sticky stuff out of it. So that's a little bit of a problem. But you can always add it back um, by just adding some dried clay to the sand, and uh, uh-huh. that will make it a little stickier. And you can <clears throat> do a lot with it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm kind of losing my voice. Um I have a website up that's called sandcastlecentral.com and it has a lot of tips and tricks for just things that you can do with sand and water and uh you know to make to make uh, better castles than you probably have ever made it's uh it's really quite simple if you just know a few tricks so this might be worth oh, checking cool. out for people who are stuck with a sandbox Yeah well, <clears throat> it might be worth people buying a sandbox if they can't get to the beach right. this summer, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, a pretty easy thing to do to make a make or build a, a sandbox. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I'm going to post that. I have not seen that website. Is that a new one, Sandcastle Central? Is that a new one of yours? Actually, it's one of the oldest ones. I have not done much to it in probably 10 years. But, okay. you know, the, the, the tips and tricks are still the same. It's uh, It was sort of almost the basis of my book, um, the first book I, I wrote. So okay. there's a lot of good stuff there. And, um, again, it's it's outdated, but the, the information's the same. So, And how can people find out about your book? My books. Well, um, <clears throat> the one that is still uh, actively in print is pretty much available everywhere, for, like from Amazon and stuff, or from me directly. But the title is Sandcastles Made Simple, 
and there's a website called sandcastlesmadesimple.com. And uh, <clears throat> so that's uh, that's a good place to start. Uh, okay. You know, it, it'll help you. <laughs> it's kind of long. Yeah. It's probably more than you ever needed to know about how to build a sandcastle, but um, <laughs> a lot of people have found it helpful, and I still am getting silly little royalty checks off of it every six months. So somebody's still buying yeah. it. <laughs> well, I think that's a great idea, especially, you know, if people are, people are not traveling as much this summer because of, you know, right. difficulty getting around <clears throat> with this pandemic and not feeling comfortable flying and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So maybe people can start, you know, this is a great project to do it right now. People are stuck at home right now, right? They can get some yeah, sand and, and a in sandbox the, and yeah. many places in the world, uh, in the country right now, the weather is just getting nice enough that uh, you want to look for outdoor activities. Right. But, uh, and I'm sure a lot of parents mm. are, are, you know, running out of ideas to do with their kids at home. Yeah, and you so. know, sandcastle sand building in, involves a lot of things. There's a, there's of course the history of castles and art, and but also um, a little bit of physics. You know, being able to get the sand to stand, you have to understand mm-hmm. a little bit about about you know interstitial bridges and things that makes the sand stick together. And uh, mm-hmm. you don't have to know a lot of it. You just uh, get a feel for it, I think. And, and of course, my book would, would help with that as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. And, and how else can they find you? I know you have, you have a couple of websites. Yeah. The, uh, the easiest one is sandyfeet.com. And because uh, mm-hmm. everything else is pretty much linked from there. So, and that's a pretty easy name to remember. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, sandyfeet.com, and uh, I do have a, a Instagram is sandyfeet, and Twitter is sandyfeet. I got in early. And, <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm easy to find. Look me up. And if you got a question okay. about Sandcastle Building, and I get a lot of those, I'm always happy to talk about Sandcastle, you know, via. Great email or something like that so mm-hmm. okay great thank you so much um and stay safe down there with the crowd yeah yeah we're not uh, we're not getting out much at all yet we're <laughs> hoping for the best but right now we're being pretty careful and uh yeah and i'm yeah. sure that you are too and oh yes yeah it's a good thing to do right now. Well, we got to do. But you yeah. have the beach and you have the fresh air, so that's great. I'll tell you, I have, I have really loved living where I live these past couple of months. Mm-hmm. And, I bet. You know, we're, <laughs> we're happy to have our guests back, to have people come, be able to come and enjoy our beach again. But those, those weeks when there was nobody here, it was, it was kind of magical, really. <laughs> there was... It was so quiet, and there was no trash on the beach, and it was just, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll see it like that again. <laughs> right. 
All right. Well, you thank you so much for coming on to this program once again. Well, and yes, I always enjoy chatting with you, Dr. Mary. Yeah, same here. And you have a good evening. Thank you. You too. And take care. All right. Stay Hopefully safe. we'll see you sometime soon. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. Do stop by. All right. Okay. Cheers. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. All right. So before Art knocks us off the air, um, let me let you know what's going on next week. Um, next Sunday, May 24th, we'll be back with another show live from here in Austin, Texas, and we'll be joined once again from here in Austin by musician, author, yoga and meditation teacher, and interfaith minister, Reverend Good John Bergman, and he'll be discussing coping with the pandemic, isolation, and, you know, how to, how to keep going um, from, a, from a spiritual perspective. And more, we always have more going on. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this program and get all of those website links that we talked about on the show, listen to previous programs, etc., go to my website, drmaricarpel.com. And you can also hear this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blog talk radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years. And also... You can hear it on Apple Podcasts, and you can hear all of the previous programs as well. And for future programs and to find out about future events and any other new information, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald DeVere. And special thanks to my guests, Laura Lyles Reagan, Lucinda Warenga, a.k.a. Sandy Feet. And of course, thank you to Art. And thank you all for listening. Good night. An inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe.
Senorita, they dance on that shoreline, making plans for that kiss, and they know how to kiss. They say that we're one hour behind, but the Senoritas they keep us in time. That poppy CT just blows through my mind It takes me back to my place Punta Mita time Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpel is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Ooh, well.